Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is the New Life Program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your host, Samuel Mange. On today's Bible Slot, we'll be having Brother Steve Rundu to talk about stewarding our legacies. The health segment will be brought to us by Msavim Tishi, and today she will talk about hay fever. As usual, you have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, Tire, by the instruments. Tire. Hope 
that you've liked that song by the instruments. Let us now give room to Msavi Mteshi with the health segment. Stay tuned. listener welcome to our program health nuggets i am your presenter musabi muteshi our topic for today is hay fever allergic rhinitis hay fever is a common medical condition that plagues more than one in five people around the world it is an irritation of the lining tissues inside your nose causing swelling of the tissues symptoms of hay fever include a feeling of stuffiness along with a runny nose and draining down the back of your throat, sneezing and coughing, and reddened and watery eyes. The medical term for the condition is allergic rhinitis. Although the symptoms of hay fever are the same as those of a common cold, hay fever is an allergy to environmental irritants such as tree pollens, dust mites, or pet dander, whereas a common cold is your body's response to a virus infection. If your hay fever symptoms are triggered by an allergy to tree pollens, grasses or weeds, they may worsen at certain times of the year. But if the symptoms are triggered by pet dander, mold or dust mites, they may be with you all year round. While the complications of hay fever are not usually deadly, the symptoms can significantly reduce your quality of life, making you miserable and keeping you from enjoying your everyday activities. You will probably have problems with getting enough sleep as the symptoms can keep you awake or awaken you when you do sleep. Prolonged sinus congestion will increase the likelihood of your developing a bacterial infection in your sinuses and in your ears. You may become less productive, missing time at work or school. Finding the specific irritant that triggers your hay fever allergy can be difficult. You may notice that you develop symptoms whenever a particular tree or plant blooms or whenever you are around your dog, but very often the trigger is not obvious and you will need to have skin testing. A doctor will inject small amounts of various proteins through the pinpricks of the skin of your arm or upper back. If you are allergic, you will develop a raised bump at the test site. There is no known way of preventing hay fever symptoms completely, But recent studies show that low levels of vitamin C and vitamin E and high blood levels of saturated fats increase your risk. A recent study in Denmark identified that women who drink more than 14 alcoholic beverages a week are much more likely to develop hay fever than are women who drink less than one alcoholic beverage a week. Other studies show that people with high levels of stress in their lives tend to develop more severe symptoms and that physical exercises lessens hay fever symptoms for unknown reasons. If you suffer hay fever, what can you do to lessen the symptoms? The best approach is to avoid the irritants that trigger your symptoms. If that is not possible, there are anti-allergy medicines you can buy without a doctor's prescription that can ease your symptoms And many people get good relief by taking these medicines. People who suffer severe symptoms that cannot be controlled by simple medicines need to see a doctor who can prescribe more powerful medicines such as steroid nasal sprays, antihistamine nasal sprays, or antihistamine pills. Steroids block the body's immune response, while antihistamines stop the sneezing, stuffiness, and runny noses, 
by blocking production of the chemical responsible for many hay fever symptoms. Unfortunately, antihistamines make you sleepy, and that can be a serious problem for some people. Let's outline some changes you can make in your lifestyle and diet to reduce hay fever symptoms. Decrease the stress in your life as much as possible. Also, increase your physical activity and limit your alcohol intake, as doing that will lessen the symptoms. Eat a healthy diet that contains high levels of vitamin C and E, along with low levels of saturated fats. An example of such a diet is a vegetarian diet that contains lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and only limited amounts of meat. Other changes that can reduce your symptoms depend on the specific substance to which you are allergic. If you are allergic to tree or plant pollens, close your doors and windows during pollen season. Avoid outdoor activities in the early morning when pollen counts are highest and stay indoors on dry, windy days. If you're allergic to mold, use air conditioning or a dehumidifier if you have access to these machines. Be sure the room in which you bathe is properly ventilated by running a ventilation fan or opening a window to dry the air. If, on the other hand, you're allergic to dust mites, wash your sheets and blankets frequently in water heated to at least 130 degrees Fahrenheit or 54 degrees Celsius. If possible, use an air conditioner or humidifier to reduce indoor humidity, making your home less hospitable to dust mites. Vacuum your carpets and floors every week and consider removing carpeting, especially in the room where you sleep. If your allergy is to pet dander, leave your pet outside your house or at least out of your bedroom and bathe your pet every week. God created us with a built-in defense system designed to fight invasion by foreign proteins and organisms. That defense system is called the immune system and constantly is guarding against invasion by foreign proteins. Once an invader has identified the immune system, destroys it. Hay fever is an abnormality in which the immune system overreacts to normal proteins in the environment, thinking them harmful and generating a defense against them. Despite all the unpleasant symptoms that hay fever creates, Sufferers can take comfort in one positive aspect of their condition. It has been shown that their overactive immune system lowers their risk of developing cancer during their lifetimes. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Eukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us reviews, comments, and questions about the program. Send them to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Tender Wema, by the instruments. <laughs> Sawala siku, kwangu zetu, 
hatuwezi kwa nisisi tuwalaifu maisha kama maua hatujui sawa la siku tenda wema ndugu kila siku 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 tenda wema baba na jioni tutende wema siku zetu zote kama ishara ya imani yetu tenda wema ndugu kila siku 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 tenda wema baba na jioni tutende wema siku zetu zote kama ishara ya imani yetu kila siku twazidi kuomba kila siku twaomba neema watu wote hebu na tutubu nipo Mungu ataturemu spiritual thirst please stay tuned until the end be blessed stewarding our legacies our key text this day comes from the book of Joshua chapter 4 verses 1 reading all the way to verses 24 And I will read some excerpts. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to make up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests stood, and to carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, 
one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future when your children ask you, What do these stones mean? Tell them that the floor of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off. The stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Then I jumped down to verses 10. Now the priests who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people, just as Moses had directed Joshua. The people hurried over and as soon as all of them had crossed the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched, the men of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed in front of the Israelites as Moses had directed them. Verse 17 says, So Joshua commanded the priests to come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. No sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. Visual aids make great memory joggers, don't they? With the phenomenon of a dried up Jordan at the people's backs, Joshua turns them around for an object lesson. What do these stones mean? Is the natural inquiry God and Joshua expect from the ever curious children of upcoming generations? Notice that the memorial celebrates not the people involved in this historic event, but the God who enacted the miracle. The second time something like this has happened. Interestingly, this crossing of formidable bodies of water bracket the events of the Exodus in chapter 14. When you think of your own legacy, what comes to your mind? What kinds of memorial stones will you leave for the benefit of your descendants and those whose lives you influenced? Will others be reminded of God's leading in your life? Evangelical leader Charles Colson possesses a hypothetical scenario few of us have likely considered. Because we are fallen creatures, the idea that we could live forever is an invitation to total irresponsibility. If we lived forever, we will no longer care about our children because we could live beyond them. We will feel no responsibility to pass on the wisdom we have acquired in life. We will become insufferable in our presumed invincibility. We see from history that what happens to people when they believe they have unlimited power? And how much more power could we have to believe we could live forever? That's why God's judgment on humanity was also a mercy. Death delivers us from enduring a never-ending life of pride and isolation. To the contrary, in the thought-provoking words of author Whitehead, he says that children like what? Children are the living messages we send to a time we will not see. And in considering the words of Psalms 49 verses 11 and 12, 16 and all the way to 20 and in Second Peter 3 verses 10, author Christian financial planner and CEO Russ Crosson points out that the only mark that will truly last in our posterity, the concept is vividly illustrated by the first century disciples. The mark this man left in the fact that Christianity is still alive and well some 2,000 years after they lived. Although an author and personal wealth advisor Alan warns that, Dobson believes that in raising a Christian family the biggest opportunity for failure is in the hand of the transfer of values to the next generation. Although much can be learned 
through experience, it is parents and teachers' intentional training that will give children the biblical-based understanding they need to achieve success by God's standard. When you think about leaving a legacy, who are the people whose lives you have touched? If you have children, what proactive things are you doing to instill values in them? If we can ask God to be better stewards of our own lives so that we can have legacies that our children may have to learn from, then we shall be able to take part in this uh, kingdom, expanding the kingdom of heaven on earth. Our Lord who is in heaven, Lord, we thank you for making us better stewards even of our own legacies. Father, we ask you today to influence us, to make us influence in this life is on many people and many ways. Lord, help me to live a lasting positive legacy in all areas of my life so that, Lord, I can be a good steward of my legacy. I have prayed all these things, Lord, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for making Adventist already your favorite station. It has been a great time and I hope through the masses of God will join me next time. Don't forget to give us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist Radio, P.O. Box 4276 
kanya Gigo mitele okumbachi moyo Taya, baba taya
siku tuomba neema watu wote hebu na tutubu nipo Mungu atajurehemu Great Redeemer Who is doing so much